Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Formula One Grid Talk. My name is Tom Horrocks, and this is episode 180. We have a real treat for you today, and we're having a fireside chat with a man who's had a huge influence on what you'll see on your screens at this weekend's Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. We have one of the managing directors of Tilka Engineers and Architects, Dr. Carsten Tilka, with us today. Carsten, welcome to Grid Talk, and thank you so much for your time today. Hello, great, great to be here on your podcast. Thank you. And uh, just listeners of the podcast, just be aware that uh, Carsten is currently in Bahrain. So there may be a little bit of lag or, or video issues during the podcast, but we will do what we can with what we have available. So before we get into our chat, I'd just like to remind you all that we uh, we do live reviews and previews of every race and qualifying session live on YouTube uh, and on all major podcasting platforms too. Just search for F1 Chronicle or go to f1chronicle.com to find out more. Make sure you subscribe and click the bell on YouTube to know when we're live and please consider leaving us a five-star review you on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you think we deserve it. So regular boffins of Formula One will know the Tilka name very well. So you've been involved in, a, or your company's been involved in the development and redevelopment of around half the circuits on the calendar this year from, from my calculations. So how long have you been involved and what role is it that you take in track design in general? So um, yeah, many, many know my father actually. He's the one who, who, who started everything mm -hmm. and um, he's, he's the one responsible for for all these uh, this tracks. I actually started uh, in uh, two 2014. Okay. And um, my first Formula One track was the Baku circuit. So when I started, this was my full first project I was responsible for uh, was Baku, then Hanoi, but Hanoi uh, unfortunately never never came to to life actually it was finished yeah unfortunately we uh, don't see a race there and now the saudi arabian grand prix those three track centers are all very 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 fast circuits then is that kind of a trait that you see as, as something that formula one should be following oh yes and it was um, also in the Baku circuit not but in the hanoi and in the um, saudi arabian grand prix was also like um collaboration uh, with us together with Formula One. Formula One also starts to get more involved uh, in, in the track ideas, track design, simulation, overtaking simulation. So it was, it was, a, was a good collaboration with them together. It's also related to what you get from a from side perspective. For example, in Jeddah, there was this very thin side where you have to uh, use the, the flow of the existing roads uh, also in uh, in Baku, in the street circuit, you have given roads and you have to use and uh, try to 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 make the most out of it. And um, I think we are we're really happy what uh, what happened there and how we managed to to create a cool track. Excellent. Well, we'll uh, we'll get back to Saudi Arabia a bit later on. I'm sure I do want to spend a bit of time talking about that. So, what influences your your decisions when you're doing the, these circuits? What what types of circuits you want to do? I know you've got a, a massive range of um, of circuits on there, from undulating tracks to flat tracks, high speed, low speed tracks. What kind of what influences your decisions on you know where you would have a left hander or a, or a banked corner or, or you know th things like that? It seems like it's just a huge amount that you could do. So, how do you make those decisions? First of all, what is um, many people think that you start designing a track on a on a white piece of paper which is empty. That's that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Usually, we get first the most important thing or one of the most important things is the the site we get. Um, so if you get a site which goes which is has a nice topography, of course we can mm -hmm. ideally use this. If the if, if it's flat, totally flat, flat, it's it's really hard to 
to make uh, ups and downs and so on because you'd have to do then a lot of earthworks which is a lot of exp uh, which is really expensive and you cannot do it because you also want to yeah flow with the nature which you have so it's really important so what type of um of sites uh, and and uh, ground you get and usually it's to be honest not not the best which you get because you need a large land large piece of land and this needs to be ideally close to a city so this is very expensive and usually used for 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 housing developments or, or other real estate things so usually we get we get sites which nobody wanted to have so far which has maybe a bad soil or something like this for example in in, in shanghai where it was also swampy and we had to use these piles everywhere so it's it's, it's always a, always a real big challenge to do it so the the site play uh, plays a, a big role also the the shape of the site topography as i said and then the other important thing is the other important question is what is the purpose of the track what mm. what should we do with the track is it a track purely for formula one is it a track purely for motor gp or purely for as a club track or and this is often the case they want to have all of this so it should be suitable for Formula One. Should be suitable for for MotoGP, and should be should be suitable for private drivers all the year round. So then you have to really think how to to match all these three boxes. And this is sometimes um, yeah, what's um, from the outside people cannot understand why, why why some decisions are made because we need to make sure this track is operational the whole year, not just for one weekend or for Formula One. And um, this is, uh, let's say, a great, great challenge to bring all this under one, under one head. But this is this is important. And of course, a, a street circuit is also totally different because there you have the given streets, you have the buildings. It's really hard to make sure that safety is working because of the runoff uh, you need. But the good thing with this uh, with a city track is that this is usually just purely a Formula One track, so you don't have like uh, amateur drivers going around with their own cars and so on so it's it's the uh, the purpose here is is, uh, is pretty clear so you can go more to the limit because you have the professional drivers you can do um yeah what is possible with a formula one car so there's a lot of a lot of influences which is which comes also of course then the budget the time which you have do you want to show the tracks it's important to for formula one is used for the countries to really show it in the world to make a statement or is it a club track which wants to generate money with a uh, different um, club members and to so it's a it's a, it's a different philosophy uh, behind it but when you look at this of course what we always want to create is exciting race track we want to uh, yeah use the nature as as, as, as uh, most mostly as possible so uh, going up and down i really prefer uh, to have, uh, let's say, a little bit hilly side mm -hmm. to um, to use it. But if if it's not there, it's not there. We need to make the most out of it and uh, make an uh, exciting trick anyway. That's fascinating. So, I mean, uh, I never even considered about the, the the lack of, say, club racing and just worrying about the the professionals. And so, the the street that, that explain why places like Saudi Arabia and Baku can get away being so close to the walls because you've always got professional drivers on those on those circuits. So you were, you were saying about uh, uh, having tracks that are suitable for motorbikes and Formula One and, and other types of cars. What kind of specifics in there 
would, would you say are what you would relate to? I'm assuming you're referring to things like uh, gravel traps and, and tarmac runoffs, all that kind of thing. So what specifically are the things that you would take into account of, a, say, a MotoGP circuit over a Formula One circuit? Yeah, the, the safety is, is even, let's say, not more important as uh, it's wrong. It's, it's even, uh, even higher because when you crash with a Formula One car into a barrier uh, and you have like, I don't know, uh, 90, 90 kilometers per hour, then the car is damaged, but the driver is okay. But if you go with a, as, as a rider from a bike into, into a, a barrier uh, with 90 uh, kilometers per hour, then you have really have a problem. So you need to have larger runoff zones everywhere where there is a slight corner you need the runoff because the bike's getting um, leaning like this and, and, and there, there's a possibility of, uh, of that they fall and, and, and they need place for that. While in a car with Formula One, we say, oh, this is a, this is a full throttle corner. We don't need runoff here. Um, we can just go through. But even if it's a slight kink with, uh, for the bikes, you need, you need runoff. And you need gravel because... The gravel stops the the rider better um, than than the normal asphalt because on the asphalt he's just 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 uh, yeah um, going over it uh, and and the speed reduction is not not so high. Um, I know Formula One they also want to have more gravel. I, I like to have gravel also directly next to the track because uh, it's mm -hmm. uh, it, it 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 punishes uh, the mistakes and uh, me personally as a driver I like it because it's. It's, it's getting more excited if you have directly uh, next to the corners gravel. Um, but on the other hand, um, if you see it from a, let's say, club perspective, or if you come with like, you have a lot of uh, people renting the track, going with their own cars over it, then you have a problem because if, you, if they make a mistake and they're in the gravel and their nice sports cars gets uh, scratches, you have the stones on the track and they destroy the cars behind it and and so on so it's gravel has also some some disadvantage from from this and also from an operation perspective because if somebody stands in the gravel then there is a red flag everyone has to go in the pits again and if you have like just some smaller slots for it's not not a big issue for formula one but for let's say normal day-to-day -day track operation you need to get the car out of the uh, gravel or the people who just have two hours maybe of driving time is have then just one hour of driving time because some t two times it was red and you will lose the time. So you have to think about it from, from all different kind of perspectives. And um, I am me personally, I love to have more more of these uh, gravel tracks uh, traps and um, it's it's good, but it has also disadvantages. And so um, in, in in many cases, it makes no sense to do it from the overall perspective. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, with all that in mind, then, so in a, in an ideal world, if uh, if you're given a, uh, as you said, you didn't never get this, but you're given a blank sheet of paper, where in the world are you going? You've got you've been told you've got a you've got a Grand Prix in 2026 in X place. Where are you going, and what are you doing on that track? <laughs> okay, this is a difficult question. Actually, we're doing at the moment one track. It's not a Formula One track. It's a um, it's a club track, and mm -hmm. um, this is. I think one of the most extremes, or, or it is the most extreme track in terms of topography we've uh, we've done so far. It's in Japan. It's next to Tokyo, and you know they have these hills there, and it's really 
it's it, it took so long for us even to understand the site to mm -hmm. up and down everywhere and it's really and we have uh, we have printed out a 3d model because in the computer we we, we couldn't see with all the height lines uh, how it really is and how it works so we printed it out and we just made it as for, try to make it very simple to to understand it and this is um it's a 3.5 kilometer track we have done there it's it's not a it's not a, a track for formula one but it's 20 percent up uh, uphill uh almost also 20 percent downhill it has a uh, cumulative um, elevation uh, difference of 250 meters so it's really it goes up and down and we actually when we planned this we thought it will be never be be built and uh, they started building now it's uh, wow. makarigawa uh, it's it's uh, it's the name of this uh, exclusive club which which it will be and something like that i think uh, would be would be really cool to have uh, something really extreme in extreme conditions um but um, of course, this is like, as you said, the, the ideal world where we, you can go a little bit more extreme than, um, mm. than in reality. So what about sort of city circuit wise then? If, if there's one city in the world you could go to to put together a street track, where, where are you going to go? Hmm. Ah, there are so many cities. I, lo I love to go to cities. Mm. I think street circuits have, have a special, special atmosphere always. I'm not thinking that every track should be a street circuit, but I think the mixture of street circuits and normal circuits is good. Yeah, so all these big cities, I love to go to to New York would be great, but also all all other big metropole cities in the world would be, would be would be, are amazing. I think because every city has a different character. Hmm. And I think Cape Town would be also nice. There's so some like every track. There's not there's not one fa there's also not one favorite city I have. There's mm. because all different cities have for me different atmosphere and and yeah, I love it. So with with that, when you are putting together, say like a street track or or another circuit, how, how much in the way of kind of politics do you have to deal with with, with regards to, to the owners? How much say do they have in in what's actually happening on the tracks, or or do you just say no, we, we have to have this this type of track, or or you know how, how much do you have to deal with in that sense? In uh, when it comes to a street circuit or or in general, just well in both really. Well, particularly with street circuits, because obviously you've you've obviously got the buildings that are there. You can't normally just move those buildings, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. And and with regards to like, and for an example, I I, I can say like Circuit of the Americas, uh, one of your tracks is has got lots of uh, lots of undulation, which I know was was kind of quite artificial when it, it was put in effectively wasn't it to 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 create this this topography and was that something that was that you have said not you personally but the company have said uh, this this is what we need or you know we need to have bank corners or we need to have you know these types of things how much do you have to deal with that or is it very much kind of ordained onto you that we have to have this many corners or we have to have this many straights or to be honest from uh, when it comes to formula one usually is that 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 we are let's say usually the people who want to have it we are mostly responsible for everything and now as i said also together with formula one so it's a process where also they come with uh with uh, um, track simulations with layout suggestions and so on so now it's like uh we work together with formula one more than with with our clients when it comes to small smaller club tracks where also 
uh, our clients are, are, sell, are also like racing drivers or something like this. They are more also want to participate. And this is great. We love to sit together with them, make workshops with them, put the first concept in the simulator, drive it together with them and, and work with this. But Formula One, because it's a, it's a different thing, this is much more Formula One together with us designing the tracks. And as you said, and if it's a street circuit, for example, in Baku, the most important thing first is to find the place for the paddock because the paddock is a huge area. You need a huge area for the pit building, for all these different services you need around, the media center, the broadcast center, the tire compound, all these different things you need to have. So this is a, And then you have support paddocks if you also have Formula 2, Formula 3, Porsche cups. So you need a lot of space. And this space, uh, ideally in the middle of the city, and because you want to show the city, there's no point in going to a city and drive somewhere where it's not nice, where it's outside of the city. You want to be in the middle of the city. You want to see the city and to, to have the atmosphere of the city. So to find this huge place in the middle of the city is really difficult. And if you have it, then, of course, you need to see from this, from this part, how can we make the most exciting four to six kilometers track? For example, in Baku, we found this huge square where now the paddock is, and it was really nice directly on the Corniche. And we said, yes, this is, uh, this is a great place. And then we had two different options. One was going around the old town, as we're doing it now. Really nice. See all the beautiful buildings, the old city, everything. And the other way was going in the other direction, which was the city in this direction was not so nice. The track was quite... 90 degree corners for us this track would have been much more easier to build in this time to to make it happen and so on but we really fighted that that year for um for the other version and we at the end it's it's then not our decision but the decision of our client because he has to say yes you're allowed to go around the old town you're allowed to go there and also we need to pre-coordinate this with FIA because they need to allow and they need to, at the end, they have the final say in, uh, yes, you uh, get the uh, grade one certificate to, to, to host a Formula One race uh, because they, they are um, the safety um, instance around it. And I was, I remembered, I was with Charlie Whiting that, um, that time I was, I don't know, six, seven times there and we closed streets at night at three and po uh, we, uh, put some cones there to make sure how can we go uh, and, and, and really make the track in the direction of the runoff, which was totally in the wrong direction because there was a building where the runoff was supposed to be. And how can we make this narrow turn around the, around the old town, which is only seven meters and normally uh, you have to have 12 meters. So it's, it was so, so, so narrow there and everyone said, no, it's not possible. You cannot do it and so on. But at that time, uh, Charlie, uh, my father, me, we really fighted for, for this variant because we thought this, this will produce so, so great, such a great atmosphere, such a, such a cool, um, yeah, unique features. For us, it was a lot of sleepless nights and uh, how can we make it happen and so on. So it was really, really difficult. And if we would have taken the easy way, would have been fine for us to just do the other things, but we, we, we also want to fight for, for the good things. We do it because it's, it's our passion to, to create something cool. And um, this is, uh, yeah, 
um, what we did together with Charlie, uh, with him. Without him, I think it would, would, would not have been possible to create this track. And then we had this special things in the street. There were like cobblestones on two areas. And, and, and our client said, yeah, but the cobblestones, they have to stay. Um, we cannot, cannot remove the cobblestones. And uh, we said, oh, but we cannot raise over the cobblestones. So um, we had to, um, to promise the president and the first, la uh, first lady that we will asphalt over it. And afterwards we remove it. So it looks exactly the same some weeks after the race because they are yeah, responsible for the, for the atmosphere of the city. And they said, no, we, this is like our history and we want to keep it. So we had to have to think about this and it was, it was really, really challenging, but at the end we made it happen. And um, I think it's a, it's a good, cool track and something different and was worth fighting for it. So you say then the the asphalt around sort of the old town area there that's that's temporary it comes up after every race is that what you're saying That was the plan to be honest that was the plan but right. they did it once but moved it but then they left it uh, because uh, all the cars going around for them it was so much nicer to go uh, over the over the asphalt than this these cobblestones actually they were not old but they were yeah uh, they wanted to have them there so it's uh, and then now it's uh, in, in some places they remove it and in, in, in the other place they it just stays because it's more convenient for them to go over over the asphalt than over this cobblestone where it gets loud and it's it's uh, so bumpy and so on so yeah it's fascinating but it stuff. was built for them it yeah. was built for that that we can remove yeah. wow that's that's really interesting. So um, as as well, there's it's fair to say that there's been mixed reactions to your circuits and uh, over over the years of, of the Tilka Company. There's some tracks like Kota and Sakir and and Baku as well that seem to be just universally loved and adored by most people. But then you get other tracks, say like Yas Marina, Sochi, and and to some degree like Circuit de Catalunya as well, which I know you've had some influence in as as a company that that are uh, not quite so loved, should we say? What do you think of the factors that that come into that? Is that down to down to the car, or is it down to the, the the existing layout of the of the topography there, or what do you think is the reason why some tracks are more successful than others, from a Formula One perspective at least? Yeah, as for as, as you yeah, it's, it's right. It's for from a Formula One perspective, and um, because if you if you go with a GT car, um, and I've driven it a lot of times over the Yas Marina circuit, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's challenging and sometimes we design things which we think will work um, or it's like a it's like a corner which you think like it's oh this is be very challenging and and it's uh, uh, the drivers have to lift and something like this and then uh, when the track is built two years later it's easy for them to go through it because aerodynamics has changed and uh, Corners like like Eau Rouge uh, are now easy to go, and uh, in the past they were very hard uh, and excited to go. So there is some some of course uh, changing in that, and also sometimes when we I think in Yas Marina it was we tried to use some some off camber corners, uh, which at that time uh, we thought was the the way to to make it more exciting, but. Then with also the new aerodynamics and so on, it seemed it's, it's, it, it even get worse for, for staying behind the other cars. So I don't know. Sometimes it's some, some criticism, as I said, is, um, and, and, and we listen to it. Uh, but some criticism is because you just watch with it uh, from, the, 
from the Formula One uh, perspective and not mm -hmm. from the overall perspective, what you want to do there. As I said, it's not a white piece of paper and you think mm -hmm. you can do it. There's a lot of criticism sometimes where people say, oh, oh, this track is so flat. Why is this is boring? Because it goes no up and down. Yes, but if it's not, if that's, that's the side we have to uh, work with, then it cannot go up and down. Sometimes it's, you're limited in what you're doing. And um, of course, also philosophy changes over the, over the years also of track design of everything and um but i'm not not that i uh, personally would say um there are these bad tracks or good tracks it's um you can have good good races uh, in some in all tracks and sometimes you have also boring races um it's like that uh, baku the first year was very boring the race uh, everyone expected it to be very exciting because the formula or gp2 race that time was not so uh, was was really exciting and Formula One was so boring the first year for us it was very exciting because we wanted the to then to 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 see if everything is really working uh, but the years two three four was the most exciting races of the season so it's um, you can you can only do your best and then uh, hopefully you have a good good races and, and last year there was almost every race was really good because of the fights but. If the Formula One per se is, is a boring season, then the tracks will not produce the most interesting races. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the tracks like Spa, for example, in recent years have not been particularly exciting. I know we didn't really get a, technically a race there last year, but uh, but in previous years as well, it's not really been the most exciting yet. It's still up there as one of my favourite circuits, and uh, if not my favourite yeah. circuit. And you know, Silverstone is often referred to as a great circuit as well, and 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 that sometimes can have dull races and. And yet, obviously, Sochi, quite a quite a crit, quite a heavily criticised track, produced a brilliant race last year. So, it's uh, very much. Uh, I think probably what you're getting at there is very much down down to the cars and the racing from a Formula One perspective, because it's uh, it's quite. Uh, uh, it, it's yeah, and it's, it was also different, difficult because there was yeah, there was also so many restrictions with this mm. with this uh, stadiums uh, all around. You have to go around all of them. And um, there, um, the asphalt also played a role because the asphalt there, the, there was no real tire wear, so the tires were not going not going down. So you had not, not usually if somebody is on better tires and the other one is on, on on, uh, on worse tires, then then you will be much faster and you can go uh, overtake him. But if if the tires stay almost the same level, then it's. Uh, then you don't have so many overtakings and not so much different strategies and so on. So also this we learn from Sochi to um, from the yeah aggressiveness to the tires to to do something to the asphalt. Hmm. And obviously you've made a lot of changes to um, to Abu Dhabi as well uh, the Yas Marina circuit for last year. I don't know if you were directly involved in in those changes, were you, or was that something separate? No, we were. We did the first um, the first first concepts um, some years ago, uh, actually together with with Charlie Whiting also, because uh, and we worked closely with him on that um, what to do. And then they uh, we were, but we were then not involved in really detailing out these uh, these changes and um, doing the actual changes. Uh, okay. So um, that we were not doing, but we were involved in the initial concepts. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, what's without breaching any non-disclosure agreements? Obviously, what's uh, what's next for for the Tilco Industries when it comes to uh, track designs? What's next in the next few years and next decade planned in Formula One? I don't know. I can only, uh, yeah, you know, 
maybe much better than me what's all in the press <laughs> where uh, people are laughing about hope for us of course hopefully uh, um, formula one needs to get agreements with them and uh, if they get agreements other destinations then uh, yeah hopefully we get involved um, i think it's for us always uh, exciting and uh, to to be on, on new tracks in new countries new cultures it's always different we've been all around the world and uh, I think this is a, a really cool thing for our job is to 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 meet all these different people and um, yeah work with them together on a project which is from the time scale is very very short. This is I think mm. one of the most challenging things to make it happen in this short time in the right quality. Saudi was was crazy uh, mm. to make this in in eight eight months we had uh, to to make this happen and but this was uh, hopefully we never. Uh, do something like this again because you <laughs> it's more, more time and we had so many yeah, uh, sleepless nights because we have to work uh, had to work with the whole team we had 20 people on site we had the whole uh, 30 people in the office working on that day and night to make it happen and the whole construction companies and everyone every everyone has to give everything to to make this happen in this time because it was not existing streets actually it was it's a street circuit but we built the streets, everything new, and we had to build them one and a half meters higher than they used to be because um, we were told to integrate also a drainage system because sometimes it's, it can rain. And if it's raining, mm -hmm. uh, then everything's flooded there. So to make the drainage happen, we need to race the track. And so it's actually most of the track is, is completely built new. It's like a new new track. Uh, it's not, not like Baku where you have the existing streets and you just... Uh, mill the last layers of the asphalt and you make everything smooth and with the right mixture and grip level this was like almost more compared to a to a new circuit but of course in the city with a very small plot of land uh, very thin um, to to make it happen yeah I was actually going to move on to to, uh, to Jeddah next anyway, so I'm glad you've kind of naturally transitioned into that. So that that's very helpful. So how how did it go last year? Obviously, I know that the timescales were incredibly tight. I was going to ask you about what challenges you had, but you've pretty much already answered that. So how did how did it go last year for you? And are, are there any changes for this year to the circuit, or is this pretty much as we saw it a few months ago? As I said, it was time wise, it was uh, crazy. We've done, as you said, a lot of tracks, a lot of Formula One tracks, and. It was always, always it is very tight, but this was incredible tight, uh, eight months. And we cannot finish, as you know, one weekend later. We cannot finish five days later or three days later because when Formula One is coming on, on Thursday, they will take over the track. They will have the first, they will have the inspections two weeks before they come, they come with their cables. It's like Formula One is like a plug and play system. They come and everything needs to work because they need to move on very fast and they come, they don't have time. Everything needs to work. And this is where I think uh, we are really good at because we have the experience in how to make it work. Uh, and, um, but this was also for us, uh, never has never been done before. So, so, so fast. And uh, we had the, our best people there. As I said, it's only, only possible to have this great team around us, our team, but also the other teams, the Ministry of Sport, the uh, local motorsports federation, uh, the ZAMF and, uh, and the construction company and so on, because everyone needs to work, needs to make fast decisions, needs to, if, if some part is not working, then the whole is not, 
it's not it's not working but yeah we were quite happy the asphalt was good the race was good it was very challenging for the drivers feedback was uh, and and you saw it when they came out of the cars that how exhausted they were after this race mm-hmm. um it's not so you you don't have to you don't have not so much pauses you have to really concentrate all the time yeah it's even if you have the full throttle sections it's most of the time corners so you have to really concentrate you have to be focused all the time and um yeah we did we did small changes not big changes we had only three months to be honest uh, uh from the last race to 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 this race here in some corners we moved the walls a little bit so the corridor is a little bit bigger to to get better sight lines but the white line stays as it is so it is uh, and and we just moved it like one one and a half meters so it's uh, will be no track track limits issues but you will you will see better i think this was a this was a, a point which the drivers raised and i think it's, it's it was a valid point and everywhere we could we moved it of course it's so so tight everywhere that there's not so much room but um in, in many corners we we moved it a bit and we also increased the track track width on the last corner so the exit of the last corner to the start and finish this was i think where max crashed in the qualifying in this point because we don't have the space given when we build it we had only i think it was only 10 meters uh, now we because they moved the grandstands and so on we have 12 meters so we have um, this is the only like real change all the others is just a, a movement of walls but not the the track does not change right okay so it's just kind of uh, hopefully just improving the visibility slightly uh, across across the track which is which is great yeah i've i've got a few questions from uh, from a few other people involved in in the grid talk community we've got a community of fans and podcasters who have, have sent some questions in for me to ask if that's if that's okay with you so we've got um george Halson has asked what influences your father had on you and and what did you do to prepare for to take on this role like qualification wise yeah my to be honest my father always told me i should do something else <laughs> because it's so uh so stressful and, and challenging and uh, but um yeah i i um, studied civil engineering i also raced myself so uh for me it was uh yeah it was was just a great uh, it's also a great passion so on the one hand side engineering on the other side uh, racing so uh, i think i'm really uh, was really a lucky lucky guy to 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 come in this position to uh, work on racetracks and, and it makes so much fun and also together with my father we're doing a lot of things together but also everyone is doing yeah um, their own stuff and now he's he's getting yeah more and more oh, he's more and more reducing his um, his work uh, what he's doing but of course he's um, yeah at, at the end he's also involved all the time does this answer the question? I don't know. Did yeah. I forget something? Yeah, it was, it was just a, what, what influence he had on you. And, and it seems like the influence was that, that uh, he didn't want you to follow in his footsteps, but you did anyway. Like like all good children, they just, just defy their fathers. So, um, no, that's no, brilliant. No, Thank you. Was actually, actually, he was... Uh, actually, I think he's happy. And, and, and I know he's happy that I'm in the business. But uh, first he said, oh, better, better do something else. So he never put some, <laughs> some pressure. He never wanted me to do it. But... When I decided to do it, I think he was really happy, and uh, we have really good co- discussions on any, everything. And uh, sometimes we have the same, sometimes we have different opinions. But uh, 
we we discuss all these things together and this is i think important and um sometimes i'm learning a lot from him but sometimes also i think uh i have uh, also new new influences and see things from other perspectives and he values my my um my my opinion as well so um yeah it's good Excellent. Do you ever do you ever compare notes and compare tracks? Say, yeah, you, you may have designed Malaysia, but I I I designed Baku. Mine's better than yours. Do you ever have those kind of conversations? Or ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no no, but uh, no no, we don't don't compare it like this. No. Okay. Ruby Price asks, what classic world of circuits from F1 history wouldn't have a chance of being built today, given their given current safety standards? I think the most, and this is. This is probably the uh, one of the best tracks in the world, which is uh, the which is the old uh, Nurburgring Nordschleife, uh, which my father raced a lot of times there, mm-hmm. uh, and he he loves it. And if you are, if you get asked which is the best track, he always says this, um, and um, this would be great to see Formula One there, but it will never happen, and because mm-hmm. and we we don't want to go there, and we don't want to change anything there. If if somebody would ask us, said do it and make it ready for Formula One. This is it will, it will destroy the character of the track. So I think it's good to have have these tracks and not all tracks need to be Formula One tracks. These old tracks are great. And but you see the safety has improved. The cars are, are so fast and this is in some parts not not possible. So you see now there were changes in Spa because even that was not uh, not not possible anymore and um, yeah I think this is this is very important that yes we have new tracks and they need to they need every track needs to fulfill the safety standards and this is the FIA who's who's ruling over it mm-hmm. and they are telling uh, what is possible and what not of course we challenge it sometimes because we all want to have exciting tracks mm-hmm. but we don't want to to get somebody hurt on on the tracks okay so owain medford another one of our panelists has asked uh, what's the expected cost of a circuit build from scratch uh including land and infrastructure so land you can never take into uh calculation because some land is given from the government some land is more expensive less expensive mm-hmm. if you take that just the track it also depends a lot. It also depends uh, depends a lot on what you want to do, how you want to do it. Do you want to have really big things or not? We are actually we and we we cannot really say because this is something what our client is doing at some point. But yeah, let's say it starts from permanent tracks, maybe from hundred hundred million. But it's open end. You can do. The most crazy things. The same thing as if I ask you, how much does a house cost, or how much does a theater cost? Yeah, um, a theater. How much does a football stadium cost? It starts from you can make a very functional uh, football stadium, or you can make it. I don't know in England which one is the. There, there was one just built for over one billion. I think uh, mm. was it. It was. I don't know which it was. Tottenham or I don't know. Uh, yeah. So so they have. They have they have this 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 huge difference in what you can do and what you want to achieve with it. This is the purpose again. Yeah, you want to show the world. You want to yeah make a, a landmark, for example. Yeah, here in Bahrain with this tower and all this. This is this is also 
a landmark and they put it onto their put it onto their currency and so on. So this is really they are so they are proud of it and it's and we are proud of it. And this is or you can make it very simple, functional and will also work. So it's but if you spend so much money for Formula One, um, that Formula One is coming and you want to present your country, then maybe that's that's the way. Yeah. Okay. So Aaron Harper has also asked, um, what is your favorite uh, Tilka design track and why? Of course, I like the tracks which uh, I was involved in. <laughs> it's always like you have a history with it. So, of course, all tracks and I've so far just I was involved in uh, Baku, Hanoi and, uh, and, and Jeddah. Uh, so I, I like these tracks. Um, but uh, yeah, there are, I know... You want to have straight answers, but it's not it's not easy. I say for for me, I like the ones I I was involved with because I have a history. I have I have spent so much hours there. I was in Baku at night when they put uh, when they placed the the concrete barriers, making sure they are on the right side. So I really went through all this this process. So this was my first track, and I will always have a special um, let's say uh, connection to that. Okay, and uh, um, Tom Downey has asked, "What current F1 track would you would you make any changes to if you could change it?" Never thought about it, to be no. honest. Um, which current track mm. needs more changes? Is there anything that you would okay. you would consider to do to Monaco if it was possible, for example, to make Monaco slightly more exciting? Yeah, Monaco also is Monaco is also it's, it's an example if. For example, now if we go and uh, this is also an answer to the question before, mm. um, which was what is possible or what today possible or w would not have been possible anymore. When we have clients who build a new uh, street circuit and they go to Monaco, they come to us and say like, ah, but this is possible in Monaco and this is possible in Monaco and they do it like this, they do it like this. But we say, yeah, but this is Monaco and Monaco has... Uh, has this history and they know exactly how to do it and it's that's different you cannot apply this to to, to a new circuit and um, this is uh, so 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 in Monaco I think it will be I think there are some some ideas of, of, of what to change but it is so difficult to to, to, to do anything there it's so if you walk the streets there, it's so tight and so everything together. It's mm. uh, I, I think it's it would be good for for racing to change something, but for history, I, it's it's a it's a history track. Yeah, I've got one more question from which is from Anthony Durkin, who's from the F1 Armchair Experts Facebook group. He's asked, "What's uh, what is the challenge when designing a circuit? Are you looking to push driver skill or push cars to the limits?" Um, both both first of course is the, the the driver's driver's skill to make it to make it really um, challenging but on the other hand also to create something which creates a different maybe setup of the car yeah if you have long straights and then you have but you have then also very fast corners where you need a lot of downforce it's also nice to create something where the setup is not really uh, clear and there are parts where you better you're better with a with this setup and others with this setup. So uh, to create different strategies, I think this is this is really um, interesting. And we also try to make the, for example, the um, 
the pit uh, entry and exit as, as short as possible to encourage more stops to to go on different strategies with other tires so we really try to do here uh, something to challenge the the cars the engineers uh, and on the other hand also the drivers as you see in uh, uh, in, in Saudi Arabia where they after the qualifying uh, or and after the race, everyone was so exhausted. Um, of course, climate is also important then for them, but um, also the, the layout. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. So we've, obviously we just had the first race of the season. I'd love to hear your thoughts on on what you thought about that. I know we had a quick brief chat about it before we uh, started recording, but uh, the new F1 is here. Uh, how excited about you for the new F1? Uh, and uh, I'm going to ask you for, uh, for a quick prediction about what you think is going to happen at Saudi Arabia this weekend. I think the, the race here in Bahrain was brilliant. Um, it was really nice. Uh, the new cars seem to work we will see it in the in the next races but for the first race it was really really good uh, i love to see ferrari uh, again in front uh, or at least fighting um, would be so cool to have these uh, three different teams fighting against each other for podiums i think mercedes they will catch up very very soon red bull is very strong but also the other teams like haas and, and alpha were really good and um, everything is closer together Hopefully, uh, McLaren uh, will get better soon because I also like like to see them uh, more in front. We had so much overtakings. Also, I don't I don't know how much overtakings actually. Um, probably some someone will count it, but and, and on all different kinds of of the circuit, there was not just 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 one part where all the overtakings were. No, there were all overtakings at, at different parts of the circuit, and um, the circuit looked great. It's from 2004, so 18 years, and uh, still the same asphalt. Still, it looks like like the first year. The Bahrainis are doing a really really good job in uh, maintenance and everything. So I think it was a successful and exciting race, and we. Looking forward to the whole season now. Hopefully it continues like that. Uh, also in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is faster. So really fast, fast flowing sections. Yeah, will be, I think, think um, Red Bull will be good, but the Ferrari engine seems to be very good. So um, that will be also important uh, in, in, in Jeddah. So yeah, we'll be we'll be close, I think. So great, great fence sitting there, sitting on the fence there. So uh, <laughs> that's why I I can't pick it either. I I can't pick out a winner at all for for this weekend. I'd, I'd like to say the McLarens will be up higher, but I'm not sure they will. I think they've got some fundamental problems there. But uh, that that's uh, everything for today. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You can uh, you can follow us on Twitter um, at F1 Chronicle, and I'm at Tom Horrocks F1. If uh, if you people at home want to want to follow me as well, Carson, where can people find more about you and your company you can just visit uh visit our web website um tilke.de tilke.de yeah you can also follow me on uh, on instagram carsten tilke and yeah i will also try to provide some some insights through my instagram uh, account um, i will fly to to Jeddah tomorrow morning so um i will do some some uh, videos from the from the track We'll show a little bit about the um, the small modifications, what we have done, and also, yeah, give a little bit of insight uh, of uh, what we are doing, where am I traveling, and so far. So, yeah, follow me if you like, and um, yeah. 
Thank you very much, Tom. Was a was a pleasure. Absolute pleasure for you as well. Uh, and uh, thank you very much. We will be back Saturday with our qualifying review from the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, and we look forward to seeing you then. Thank you very much, everyone, and goodbye.